Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. My name is Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at DCC, and I will be serving as today's host. We're glad that you have decided to join us as we continue in our series, Our Calling. Uh, During this series, we're hearing from our various department chairs, some of our staff members and coaches as they share not only their personal calling into ministry and education, as well as their passion for the various programs that they lead. Today, we're pleased to welcome one of our newest department chairs, Dr. Tracy Hahn, chair of the Dallas Christian College EL and Sue Durr Department of Teacher Education. Welcome, Dr. Hahn. Welcome, Mr. Scott Spees. It is great to have you. Uh, Dr. Hahn joined the DCC faculty back in December, and she comes to us with a wealth of experience. And most importantly, she is a DCC graduate who was the valedictorian of her graduating class. She may talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. She also holds a master's of education degree in education leadership with a special certification in Christian school administration. And she recently completed her doctorate in educational leadership from Dallas Baptist University. Dr. Hahn had the privilege of working with Caroline Worley and was uniquely suited for joining DCC's educational ministry and continuing the work that Caroline did up until her passing just recently in October. Facilitating our discussion with Dr. Hahn, as usual, is the head of DCC's Practical Ministries Department, Dr. Eddie Sanders. So, Eddie, I'm going to turn it over to you for this episode of Our Calling. Thanks, and uh, glad we're here. To get started, and let's just jump right in, why are you passionate about education? Like when I met you and seeing you step into this role, passion shows up. But tell me a little bit of why and what's behind that. Well, I'm going to start real. Sometimes you start small and you get bigger, and then sometimes you start with a broad topic and you get more defined. I'm going to start very broad. Um historically when a leader has wanted to change a civilization a culture he has started with education he or Mm. she has started with education negative examples of that are are hitler um any any leadership study that is effective will point that out that education is essential to our culture to our society And to put it bluntly, that's why I'm passionate. Because when I see the six-year-olds, the 16-year-olds, and now some of the 26-year-olds sitting in my classroom, what I see are individuals who can bring the kingdom of God down here to earth. And that's what we desperately need. So that's why I'm passionate. Who was a teacher that really impacted you and said, I... I I want to do that. Actually, it was my band director, my middle school band director, uh, Mr. David Allen. Um, At that time in my life, my parents were separating, getting a divorce. My two older sisters had gone off to college, and they had been a source of stability for me. And I was floundering. And like most middle school students who are floundering, I was acting out. Um, (laughs) surprisingly by being real destructive in class by talking a bunch Um, he looked past the symptoms and dealt with the problem he stepped toward me developed a relationship with me uh, mentored 
and saw leadership possibilities in me and he will never ever know the difference that he made as a classroom teacher in my life wow that's pretty significant yeah. just in that story easiest question of the day so education is more than head knowledge <laughs> <laughs> well you know when the bible talks about the heart back in the ancient in the ancient world the heart was what was considered the source of knowledge and the stomach was actually what was considered the source of emotion because the ancients understood for true knowledge to take place, it has to affect what we would say now, your heart as well as your head. Yes. So absolutely it is. Yes, for sure, yes, and we certainly embrace that around here. So that's the teacher. What about Christian education specifically? That's been your career trajectory, your passion, your interest, where you've lined up. Walk us through your Christian education journey. Okay, well, you've kind of asked two things. Do you want to know why I'm passionate about Christian education, or do you want to know my Christian, how I came into Christian education? Which yes, one would you want both. there? How about the second one first? Okay. How you uh, came into how it? How I came into it. Well, actually, it was Caroline Worley. Um, um, my husband, Mike, and I had moved back into the Dallas area. Caroline was an administrator at a private Christian school. Um, is it okay if I say the mm -hmm. name? Okay. Sure. Private Christian School, Carrollton Christian Academy. And when she found out that I was back in town, she reached out to me and basically um, arranged for me to have an interview there. And I started teaching at that school when I was 23, and I stopped teaching at that school when I was 53. That, that institution basically ranged, uh, raised me, wow. and Caroline was instrumental in that happening. So that's how, wow. that, well, you asked me how, so that's the first chapter uh, to, as my dad used to say, to make a long story longer, um, <laughs> I, that, that school unfortunately ended up closing. I ended up becoming uh, involved in, as a teacher and administrator at another private Christian school, Canyon Creek Christian Academy. I was there about six weeks when they announced they were closing. <laughs> it's like, I've already got this t-shirt, really don't want another one. <laughs> um, and I, at that point, decided, okay, I've seen two Christian schools go down in two years. And I'm looking around, and I'm hearing about other Christian schools being in trouble. And I decided that I wanted to do something to help fix that, to help make that better. That's not the most articulate way to say that. No, it makes sense. So I began, I, I applied and was uh, accepted at another university to get my master's of educational leadership, got my certification in Christian school administration. And um, near the end of that program, one of the professors uh, really encouraged me to look at their doctorate program. And at first I was like, no, thank you. I'm, I'm done. Uh, but she was persistent. And so, uh, and actually, Scott, I want to clarify, I've, I'm about three weeks away still from getting okay. that doctorate. I knew so, you were close. Yeah, yeah. So I just, anybody out there listening, please don't report me. <laughs> that, <you know>. uh, <laughs> so, um, but the reason I've landed in Christian education is, is because I saw that schools were starting, Christian schools in particular, 
were starting, their enrollments going down, they're suffering, and the situation was not getting better. And research showed that the best way to uh, improve a school is to improve the leadership. Mm. And, and I know that sounds like kind of Captain Obvious comment, but it was, but it was profound. So if we want to turn things around, we have to start developing leadership in the classrooms and at Wells at the administrative level. So that's how I'm here. That is very insightful, and I didn't know that, so thank you for sharing that. In your experience, what's the difference between Christian education and public school education or secular education? Where do you see the difference in a student? What does that look like? Okay, how much time do we have in the podcast? Okay. Essentially, the biggest difference between Christian education and secular education is the way the student is viewed in a christian education there is an assumption of the imago day when a teacher understands the imago day and when the students understand the imago day each of us are made in the in the glory of god we each reflect that uh, as a side note, one of my favorite quotes is from C.S. Lewis, and basically he said, if we could see each other as we truly are, we would be tempted to bow down to each other. Mm. We are glorious mm. people. We forget the story starts in Genesis 1, the original glory. So when a, a student understands that they have value, not because of what they do, well, in fact, let me back up. Let me say it this way. The Mona Lisa is a masterpiece and is valuable, not because of the painting, but because of who created the painting. That painting has absolutely nothing to do on of its own. It, it could do nothing to create its own value. When a child understands that they have value simply because of who created them, they now can learn they now they now do not have the pressure of trying to prove their value by being popular by being intelligent by being athletic they are now free to discover they are now actually to some extent free to fail and that's glorious um it also as a teacher when you understand the imago day you understand that the creator is the center of all truth i my my youth minister david morgan i doubt he even remember saying this i can remember distinctly with youth meeting and he said you never have to be scared of truth because truth always leads to god because jesus is the way the truth and the life mm -hmm. and when a teacher understands that number one they see the child is valuable they understand that this child has got talents and gifts from god and their job is to help that child see truth in English, in the sciences, in math, because ultimately all truth leads to God. So now all of a sudden education has purpose mm. well beyond, oh, I've got to pass the state test. Now all of a sudden education is about making a difference. And just as a side note, with this generation of parents that are coming up, the millennial generation, that is very important to them. They want their child not just to be able to make a living. They want their child to be able to make a life and to make a difference. Yeah, that's a great point. We've just seen 
now decades of what affluence can do. And, and I mean, the Bible's pretty clear about it. I mean, <laughs> Jesus laid this out crystal clear. We just have a real struggle believing him and then, of course, getting it right. But I think you're right. Yes, there's there's more to education than landing a job in, in this Western world, a good-paying, high-paying job. Well, and biblically, couldn't you make the case that we are, the purpose for whatever our vocations are, is to bring the kingdom of God down to earth and to the realms God's given us to rule in? Couldn't you, could you not make that case? Oh, very much so, very much so. Let's shift to your students a little bit. So just getting rolling here in a few years, where do you want to see the program and what type of student do you want to see graduate? Who is the student going to become when they graduate? You know, that um, to develop a profile of the student is one of my goals because how can we hit a goal if we haven't defined it? Mm -hmm. So as I have been contemplating that question, one of the first things I've written down is the profile of the student is that when they graduate, they will have not only a philosophical foundation, but a practical foundation on how to run their classrooms, how to conduct their classrooms in such a way that it's obvious that something is different because the kingdom of God has been brought down. You know, for example, um, I gave a student an assignment today uh, using certain resources. He's going to be checking, he's going to be researching what uh, legally, what he can legally do as well as ethically do as a public school government and history teacher concerning the Bible and Christianity and teaching those those types of subjects in the classrooms. So I spoke to a gentleman who was the superintendent of the Irving School District. He's a devout Christ follower. And he said to me, Tracy, as a superintendent of Irving ISD, I knew where the legal edge was, but I backed up from it two or three steps because I was concerned and I was fearful. He said, if I had to do it over again, I would have gone to the edge. Mm. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say is I want students who not only can define the edge, but they're willing to go to the edge and they know how to go to the edge. The, the kind of classroom that where the kingdom of God is brought down, where people are just drawn to it and they can't even articulate why. So that makes sense? Yes, yes, that's very helpful. So I don't recall a time in my life that I've seen education constantly on the front page of the newspaper, on the front page of the website. It's, it's there, and it's always, you know, a controversial issue on a social spectrum. What, what, what are you teaching your students to do in this kind of educational being at the front lines? One of the, I think one of the critical skills that the students seem to walk away with is communication. Um, the ability to step into somebody else's shoes and to say, this is what I hear you saying. 
It's back to the old Stephen Covey principle. Seek to understand and then be understood. So if if I can guide the students in developing the skill set of critical conversations, there's a book out there called Critical Conversations, and that concept is essential. In that book, when they begin it, the writers say, you know, we believe that this, it, it, you can read any leadership book, you can read um, change, you know, how to change an environment, you can read anything. But if you don't have this set of skills, it won't matter what type of program you put in. If you cannot communicate, it will not succeed. Mm-hmm. So that's a very high priority for me, to give, our, to give our graduates the ability to communicate to students, to parents, to administrators, and to the community. That's helpful. What would you say to a student who's enrolled in their second semester at a state university somewhere in Kansas, and they're struggling, they're, they're saying, this is not who I am, this is not what I signed up for, but, but education is still a, a passion of their heart and mind. What would you say to them that makes studying with you distinct and different? Well, I wish you'd kind of warned me that you were going to ask that question before this podcast, because <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of ways to answer that. Because my my instinct is when you say that is well I have to know this person better I just you know the, uh, so the first thing actually that I would do is say help me understand help me understand what it is that does not fit you now that being said what would be different here is back to that imago day a sense of you're coming here to learn how to make a difference you're coming here to develop the skill set God's given you because scripture says he's prepared good works for each one of us to do and every student that sits in any classroom is a good work that God has prepared for that teacher to invest in and not only if he so if he's given you that good work to do he's given you talents to complete those good works so come here let me help you identify and develop those talents for the kingdom of God I think your answer is very striking, and I'm a little glad I didn't give it to you ahead of time because what you said is powerful and what is missing in our culture. You said, I want to get to know them first. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we're missing? I think it is, and uh, especially in the academic environment, if we're not careful, we tend to think that we have all the answers without knowing the person. Uh, and I think that's really at the heart of uh, what, if you've listened to the last few podcasts, uh, we've talked about mentoring and discipleship and just that, that spiritual growth element that is so foundational here at Dallas Christian College, which is one of those distinctives. So I'm really glad that Sister Han is here, and I'm uh, grateful for, uh, for you answering the call and hearing the call and uh, coming in at a very unique time here at Dallas Christian College. So thanks for being a part of that. And Dr. Sanders, as always, appreciate your insight. If you've been listening to this and maybe God's been stirring something in your heart and you want to know a little bit more about who Dallas Christian College is, you can check out our website at www.dallas.edu. There you can find out more about our various degree programs as well as scholarships to help uh, with that cost of education. And if you uh, would like to learn more, 
about how you can partner with Dallas Christian College to invest in the types of students that Tracy and Eddie have been talking about. Those that are here that are looking for a greater significance in their career and in their life. Uh, we'd love for you to check out our website at uh, www.dallaspartners.org. And there you can learn more about how you can be praying for us as well as partnering with us and helping to support the students that we're educating and mentoring. Again, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of the DCC Leadership Podcast focused on our calling. We hope you've been encouraged and blessed. Have a great day. Take care and stay safe.